these negative emotions really cloud your judgment. Actually, even happy emotions. That's why people say when you are on a high, you don't make very important decisions. And when you're on a low, you don't make important decisions. Make sure that you are calm, collected, and then you make that decision. It's the same with communicating. You don't Okay, when you're really happy, okay, fine. I guess that's okay. But when you're in a negative type of energy, bad juju, it's better to find ways to process. That's why I'm very happy that meditation was taught to me because it really helped me be in a more calm state, clearer mind, so that I can look at my emotions separate from me because my emotions come from me, but Sometimes it's not exactly what I want. It's not exactly what I'm thinking, you know. And when you're communicating, your emotional factor is a big part when you're communicating. But most of it is all here, thinking and processing and saying eventually. Yeah, take your time to process because it will cloud your judgment. Hola, everyone. Welcome to the Encourage to Try podcast. My name is Mia and I will be the one to lovingly encourage you to try and continue on the journey of trying. This podcast is for those who are trying whether at work, school, relationships, faith, fitness, business, basically figuring out life. So tune in to the podcast as we talk about these topics and encourage one another to try together. Also, if you are interested in the episode show notes or if you just want to leave feedback, questions, suggested topics, the links are found in the episode description. So please do check it out. Hi, Tal. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hi, Mia. It's nice to be here. So for the benefit of the listeners, can you tell us a little about yourself, like what you do and who you are? Uh, Hi, guys. I am Christelle. Um, I'm a speech and language pathologist. I graduated last year, so I've been working for um, a year, a little bit over a year. I've been working with kids to help them communicate better um, for kids that have communication issues, if they have trouble understanding questions or understanding people in conversations, or if they have trouble with school because they're not able to answer properly, or basically they, they, they don't know how to tell stories or communicate in general with other people, I help them. So that's what I do. I also am very passionate about self-development, self-mastery. So for the past year, I've been experiencing quite a few breakdowns, but right after that, you get to experience breakthroughs. With regards to your profession, can you tell us more about communication and why did you choose communication as your profession? This actually goes way back. Um, When I was younger, I used to stutter real bad. No one understood me. And it went to the point, even me, I, I didn't understand why I couldn't say words out. I was kind of bullied because of it. They couldn't understand me. You know, kids, they tend to laugh at you if you say things funny and they repeat it. So at that time, I didn't know that I was being bullied. I thought that there was actually something wrong with me. English helped me kind of manage my stutter. English is a very structured language. There's grammar, so there's a subject and then verb and then object. Things like that helped me because then I would have like a cheat sheet. Uh, Okay, so I would put my words like this 
and it will make a sentence. And then that's how I managed all of my stuttering and I was able to communicate better. So when I went to college and I was open to the speech and language pathology and it talked about literally helping people in communication and it included stuttering. That's how I got super attracted to my course because I can resonate with it because I know exactly what it feels like to not be able to communicate exactly what you want to say, but you know what you want to say. That's the most frustrating part. When you know what to say, but you can't, you physically can't. Honestly, I physically couldn't. I felt like something was stopping my mouth, my tongue to say the words. So I wanted to help people overcome that and to really show them that you can move past this. This challenge can be conquered, you communicating with other people. And as I studied about the course, I realized how important communication is in our daily lives. I really feel like this is something that we take for granted, like this skill, to be able to understand exactly what I am saying right now as people are listening. That is a privilege. I personally work with kids that when you're saying something to them right now, right after that, they forgot. They forgot what you said. Or they don't understand exactly what you're saying. They hear you, but they don't get it. They're unable to process what you're saying. They're not able to to process it. So we have kids that they're doing well in school. But when you're talking to them, it really feels like they're not there. You, you can't talk to them. Because sometimes while you're saying something to them, it really takes time for them to process auditory information. So something like they know what a ball is. But if you ask them, Mia, where's the ball that I played with last week? Wait, what? I know what a ball is, but what do you mean? Like, how can I put those information together and like come up with an answer with that? That's why it's very important communicating with other people. And and it's really a privilege. So even if you don't have anything, but you're able to communicate your thoughts, that's a really big win. Yeah, I can really relate to what you said earlier that when you were younger, you had stutter issues. And at the same time, it's hard for you to communicate what you really want to say. Because when I was younger as well, I also had a stutter. Like it's hard for me to express what I really want to say because when I was younger as well, in, in terms of how I grew up, well, like you said, right, communication is usually taken for granted. Through communication, we are able to understand better, express ourselves better. At the same time, I do believe that when you are a good communicator, 50% of your problems are already solved because you know how to, one, you know how to process it, and two, you know how to communicate what you've processed, right? Not just to other people, but to yourself as well. Because we always talk to ourselves. We, We have to also know how to communicate with ourselves, especially with our emotions, with our thoughts and what's been going on because we are unable to control what is outside of us, but we are fully capable of controlling and being able to respond with what happens inside of us. In our family dynamic, there are only two types of communication that is taught to us, right? Number one, if I feel disappointed, angry, fearful, insecure, I raise my voice. I communicate through anger. And number two, if you want peace, you don't want any conflict, you don't want any emotion that you want to show at all, you just want the time to be yourself and not stress yourself about it is silence. I never really learned how to express myself, same as you. And 
that really affected my capability to communicate because I'm fearful that when I open my mouth, people might get angry at me because that's how I grew up. And secondly, if I don't want any drama, I don't want to be, when I don't want to be scolded, I just, you know, shut my mouth and just do whatever the person says. And right now, I realize that through my past relationships, like platonic and even like romantic relationships, I understood the importance of communication because through my relationships, I carried how I grew up in terms of how I see communication with me. Like through the people that I consider, the people that I love, the people that I am close with and I value. But in a way, I didn't treat them in the right way because my view of communication was distorted. I was never able to communicate what I wanted to communicate without hurting them. In my thoughts, whenever I feel like I have all these emotions, it's right for me to communicate in such a way that I know how. How I know how to communicate is one, through anger, or two, silence. It was a very painful thing to happen, but at the same time, I learned from it. So I think it's a blessing in disguise. Well, in terms of my experience, I wouldn't want that to happen to other people. That's why I'm doing my part in terms of learning how to communicate so that I wouldn't carry that trauma and pain to other people or to the future relationships that I would have. And I agree with you in that part. And also, just because that you had troubles with communicating before, it actually makes you the perfect person to spread awareness about it. You're literally the perfect person to do that because you were a person that had troubles and challenges with communicating and you know exactly what it did to your relationship. So you are more than capable in correcting or improving your communication skills and sharing that now. So I would like to honor you for actually making this a, a topic. I'm very happy that people are starting to talk about this now because there's a lot of miscommunication about communication. You know, people keep on saying communication is key, communication is key. But how, right? Me and my sister, we have very close relationship now. We can be with each other, you know, and like, it'll be super fine. Like, we're not going to say anything and then it'll be okay for us. And it started last year where we started to open up about the things that are happening in our lives. So my sister knows a lot of major events that happened to me, but not the specifics because we're not close like that before. But now, yes. So I thought that she was really like that. Now, she's not an open person. You know, I thought that that's just her personality, um, her being ambivert. There's just really times when she's not going to speak to you or communicate with you. So as a sister, I accepted that. So I thought that that's who she is. But there will be times when suddenly she's going to burst at me. It's like she's always mad. And then I will just look at her like, what's wrong with you? Like, what, what happened? Like... But sometimes I wouldn't mind it. And then there's this one night we were in the dorm. We were a little bit tipsy. And then she suddenly started to open up. She started to say these feelings that she feels like I am not there for her. So me, not knowing anything, I'm like, what's going on? I thought that that's just you because she's saying like, I don't really ask how she is or I don't really like start or initiate a conversation with her, like just to check up on each other. But she sees that I do that with my friends. She was resenting me for that. So that's when I saw like, but I didn't know. 
I feel like she was expecting me to like just know what she's thinking. Yeah, just to automatically know that okay, she's she's not okay. I have to check up on on her. But that's not what happened because in the first place, our relationship wasn't that close. Like we we would just be waiting for each other to open up, and then that's when we would listen. But never like checking up on each each other. So when she said that. I told her verbatim, I cannot read your mind. You have to say it to me. That's when she was like, I took her back. So it took like two seconds to like process what I said. And then that's when she started to calm down. And then finally, she started to open up about all of these things. So there's actually a lot of things that was going on in her mind. And she just needed someone to listen to her. And For me, I was the perfect person to do that because it's my job to actually listen and to uh, process a lot of the things that my kids say. So why not do it to my sister, right? So I was doing that. And then after that, when, when she was able to express everything that was in her mind and I was able to listen intently, I would ask her like if she wants me to give her some advice. And when she would agree, that's when I would give my peace of mind with the things that she said. I would like to emphasize that part where she expected me to know what was going on with her. She expected me to feel that she's not okay. But like, yes, there are times when you would feel that a person is not okay. Like as an empath, I get that. But sometimes when right off the bat, the relationship is not in that state. It's not that close. It's not that intense. So for example, if it's a coworker that you're not really close with and then they feel a certain way and you expect them to, it doesn't work that way. You have to initiate the communication for it to actually start because if you don't, then all of those feelings will be bottled up inside and who wants that? That's going to turn to resentment, to hate, to all of the negative feelings. If we didn't communicate I feel like me and my sister would have a really bad relationship right now because she's not able to express what she felt. When the bottle was all full, that's when she bursted and we ended up fighting. But it could have been resolved easily just by communicating with me, just by telling me like, Ate, there's something wrong. There's something that I just want to say. Can you listen? And I would do that. So right after that, she's become more open. There was this time. I was the one who bursted on her. So I was having a bad day at work. It was a bad day, um, bad energy. So when I went down for dinner, because I didn't see her the whole day because I was working the the whole day. So when I went down for dinner and and she was seeing something and you know those days where you just don't want to talk. She was trying to get an answer out of me. I ended up shouting at her and then she went on and said like, what happened to you? I didn't do anything to you. So like after I calmed down, after fixing up dinner, I went upstairs to my room. I was calmed down already. I had a shower, self-care, whatever. And then she suddenly went in my room. She suddenly went in and then said, Ate, I didn't like the way that you bursted it out on me. Like, I get it if you're having a bad day, but don't take it out on me. When she said that, honestly, it was a proud sister moment. There, she initiated it. She didn't bottle up her feelings because if she bottled that up again, it'll be a cycle. It was a very nice moment because then I, I got an avenue to release what I was feeling that day. 
And then we got to comfort each other. And it was a very nice conversation and it made us closer. So that's how I think communication is very important. It gives you an avenue to express any type of feeling, happy feelings, go for it. Like positive emotions, you express it. Negative emotions, there. It's very important to express it, to feel it, to express it in your own way. It doesn't have to be a conversation. Like what I was saying earlier, the first time my sister just needed someone to listen. So it was really just her talking and me not saying anything, just making sure that she knows that I am there and making sure that she knows that I am listening so that she feels safe. She feels safe to keep on expressing her emotions. And that one builds up trust. It builds up your relationship, your love for that other person. So there's a lot of benefits that you can get with communicating efficiently, effectively to another person. I really love the story that you just shared just now because I can totally relate to every single aspect. For me, the number one thing as to why I value communication now more than ever is because, well, number one, of course, how I grew up with communication, like a distorted way of communicating, which I do not want to carry all throughout my adulthood or throughout my life because it's it wasn't helpful at all. And number two, the reason why I find it very important is because so that, like what you mentioned earlier, I don't want to build the emotion inside of me and then eventually I would just simply blow up and blow up in such a way that I would mirror that emotion or mirror that anger towards someone else who does not even know that I was going through something. So in a way, it's quite unfair for that person to face that type of anger that myself did not communicate well with them. The next one is, I love what you said. You shouldn't expect people to know what you're feeling or thinking because we are unable to read people's minds. That's why we have two ears and one mouth, right? So that we doubly listen more than we talk. I got it from someone else. I don't take credit for that. I just got it from someone else, which totally makes sense. In terms of communication, just like what you've shared in your story, when you are able or capable of communicating with someone, you have to use your words. Again, you have to use your words, you have to communicate, you have to do your part. And that's your responsibility. You have to do your part in communicating, just like what your sister did with you during your bad day. I'm sure that what you're feeling that day was valid, but at the same time, you were unable to process it at that time that you just bursted out through emotions, right? It's not communication, but through emotions that got the best of you. Yeah, and the thing is, like at that part, I told you now when she went inside my room, she said, I know you're having a bad day, but don't take it out on me. Yeah, but also I did not tell her that I was having a bad day. I did not. So I think also an important part about it is that she she listened to my vibe when I bursted it out on her, the anger and all of the negative emotions, she actually listened to me. She listened to the way that I said it. She listened to what were the words that I said. And it made her connect like, oh, she's having a bad day. And that was the reason why, I'm not sure, but I'm, but I'm assuming that that was the reason why she didn't 
talk to me right then and there. She didn't react. She wanted to respond to me. So she took her time to listen, to process what I said to her and to process her own emotions before talking to me. So that's what I want to highlight. Before you initiate, you need to take the time to listen. You know, a lot of people think that when you're com- communicating, communication is all about talking and talking. Um, communicating is all about having a conversation. But we forget that a conversation or communication in general, it's a two-way street. There's one who's a speaker and one listener. So that's why there's always one speaker and one one listener, because obviously, if both of you are speaking, you're not going to be able to have a real conversation. It's not an exchange. That's why fighting, that's why like verbally fighting when like everyone's just talking, it's not effective. It's not efficient because no one is listening. You know, no one is understanding what exactly the situation is. So then no solution is going to come out out of it. So when you're communicating with someone, you take time to listen first, listen to what the person is saying and to what is inside your mind while that person is saying something. Because then when you take the time to listen, it'll give you enough information to come up with your response. Because if you don't process it, if you're not listening, it'll be an ineffective way to communicate. Because then did your response really answer the question that that person is saying? Or did you really respond? Is it in topic? You know, that's one thing that I also teach my kids. Like before we teach them how to communicate with their words, we make sure that the things that they are listening to, the concepts that they have, it's mastered. How do you come up with a sentence? It comes from a lot of concepts inside your head, the concept of grammar, the concept of nouns, verbs, adjectives, all all of those, how you put things together. What kind of response are are you going to come up with? Is it a statement? Is it a question? Are you saying a story? Are you describing something? There's a lot of things that come into play when you're coming up with a response. But more than that, you have to listen. Auditory skills, like that's also one thing that we teach our kids, auditory processing. Are you able to really understand exactly what the person is trying to ask from you based on what they said? Because if you don't, you're not going to be able to answer properly. And that, and it's the same with conversations with your friends, your family, with your loved ones. If you don't listen to exactly what they are trying to say, because right there are some people that they're saying one thing, but they mean the other. Sometimes we get that, you know, like, just by their tone. So, so for example, when when you ask like someone, hey, is, is everything okay? And then they they say, yeah, it's okay. You know, you know that it's not okay, you know? So if you actually listen to that person, if you listen to every aspect of that response, you'll be able to respond properly. Like, okay, I know that you are not okay. So let's talk about it. But if you didn't really listen, oh, okay, you're okay. Because you said you're okay, right? There. So you have to listen. You have to have that skill of listening before you communicate through words. Yeah, I love what you shared because I think that's one of the misconceptions of communicating. Like, it's not just words, like what you mentioned. It's not just words. It's not just verbal communication, but rather it's also like 50% of communication is nonverbal, like body language, how your facial expression is, how you 
use your hands, your body, how you, in a way, you have to also use observation as to what the person is at that state, right? Just like what your example earlier, she did answer the question, but in terms of her eyes, she rolled her eyes and then her tone is different. So you would obviously know that she's not okay. And at the same time, you would also are able to know if someone's not okay if you have a relationship with them, right? Because communication, when communication is practiced the right way with a certain someone, you build a relationship with them. It builds, like what you mentioned earlier, it builds a safe space for communication. Like instead of you building walls, building resentment, or bottling up your emotions, you tear it down. Because there's trust, there's trust, there's safe space that you would know that whatever this person's feeling, that person will communicate it to me. And at the same time, you shouldn't always take things personally when someone, you know, says something to you. Because sometimes, just like what you also mentioned earlier, just like from your story, sometimes the other person's just having a bad day. And sometimes they're unable to process something at that time because it was really heavy for them at that time. And when you receive certain reactions from people, you shouldn't take that personally, which I'm also working on. (laughs) Yeah, so with that, you really have to read between the lines. Like Aside from you observing where the person is, connecting in their state at that moment, you also have to read between the lines. Like Not every time that the person says something is exactly that, but rather you also have to not just answer, but rather ask is everything okay? Do you need a listening ear? Just like you also mentioned earlier, do you need a listening ear because I'm here? And do you need advice or you just need someone to listen? There are lots of layers to communication. It's not just, again, it's not just verbal, but rather it's nonverbal, it's listening. Listening is a type of communication, (laughs) written and audio. So there are a lot of different types of communication. So with all of those things that you've shared, can you give us the best or the practical tips for better communication for someone who is trying to improve on their communication skills? As a speech and language pathologist, the first thing that you you have to do in order to communicate more efficiently, more effectively, is the thing that I said earlier, you need to practice your listening skills. Take your time to listen to the other things. For example, like what I said, the tone, the tone of the voice. So I love how you mentioned nonverbal communication because that is also one thing that I teach my kids. Nonverbal communication is very, very important. And it's one thing to also take into consideration when you are trying to come up with a response to the person that you're talking to. So the tone of voice. If it's higher tone of voice, it means that they're they're okay, they're happy, they're lively. If it's a low tone of voice, it's they're serious, they're firm. Or, you know, when it's a little bit lethargic, maybe they're tired, maybe they're sad. Take your time to listen to those types of things. Take your time also to use your eyes to look at their body language, like what you said earlier. What do their hands look like? Is it like crossed like this? If it's crossed like that, then maybe, yeah, maybe they are mad. If they're like like this, then maybe they're like super happy, you know? But if they're like this, they're confused. First, don't speak. Don't talk at all. Just listen. Just look. Look at the person that you're talking to. Don't talk and just look at them and understand exactly what they said, how they said it. 
what were the things that they did when when they said it. And then that's when you come up with a response. But for me, before you come up with a response, this is something that I personally do. I like to process first what I'm feeling. So feeling first. Uh, this is also something that I tell my kids. I always ask them, how are you? And then they say, oh, I'm fine. Because, you know, it's a very routinary question. But then I ask them, right after that, how are you feeling? You see the difference of those two questions. It's much more specific. It's much more expressive. There was just one kid that I asked, how are you? I'm fine. And then when I asked him, how are you feeling? Then he took his time and then he said, I'm angry. I wouldn't have known that he was angry. And if we continued and I didn't make him express his feelings or make him actually be aware of exactly what he's feeling, it'll affect the whole session. So uh, I use that also with myself when I am in a conversation with another person, especially if it's a hard and important conversation. I like to assess what I'm feeling. So based on what they said, after understanding what they said, how did that make me feel? Because if it made me angry, so then you would take an extra step and just, you know, try to calm yourself down, try to express your anger in a healthy way, try to understand why you were angry. So then it would give you more information to come up with your response, a proper and healthy response to what that other person said. So there, for the people that are having troubles with communicating, it really starts with there not talking at all. So first you listen, you listen to what that person said, and then you process it by first processing how did it make you feel? Because your feelings are very influential. (laughs) So it will really influence the words that you're going to say. It influences your response. So you make sure that your feelings are in check. That's when you start to have a clearer mind when you already express your feelings. Okay, well, no negative feelings. There's no more negative feelings. I'll start to process my response now. So then you would say, okay, uh, I understand what you're seeing. But and when you said that, this is what you made me feel. And I feel like you start to say your response. And then by the end of it, since it was a very safe avenue for the both of you to express exactly what you're feeling, exactly what, what your point was, then you can come up with a solution together. He, it's, it's not like one-sided where this is what you're making me feel. This is what, this is what you do. Where's the communication in that? Yeah. So it's very unfair for me when someone is like that. That's like a pet peeve of mine. Like telling me what to do. No. We figure out what to do so that it's like the best thing to do for the both of us. You don't tell me what to do because what if it's not best for me? For me, that's the most effective way. That's how you start to have a very effective conversation with someone. You don't talk. You listen and you process exactly what you're feeling so that you can come up with a good response, with a healthy response to that other person. And when you do that, If the other person didn't do that to you, it'll also educate them. It'll also make them be aware like, oh, this is actually how to communicate. You know, she listened to me. She processed what she felt. That's why there are people when they're in a fight with someone, they would rather take a few days off from that person or they would rather just take a few hours, at least a few hours away from that person just to process 
what happened, what they're feeling, and to come up with a healthy response so that the situation is not going to escalate. And I think that's a very important thing. So before I was like that, like, there's a problem, let's fix it right here and now. Like, tell me exactly what you're feeling. But there are people that don't know what they're feeling right at that moment. You know, they get overwhelmed and that's totally okay. And you have to give them that space. You have to respect that space for them to take their time to respond to you because it will also benefit you if there are things that are said that aren't really nice or that will potentially hurt you, they're never going to get that back. And you're never going to get that moment back. If you get hurt, that's it. You got hurt. That's why it's very important to respect that space if someone asks for that space. Don't take it, like what you said, don't take it personally. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's about them keeping their calm and finding the most effective way to communicate to you. I love what you shared just now. It's very interesting because I also had that experience in terms of my relationships that I'm also the type to really want to resolve things right away, right then and there. Because for me, I always think, why would I waste so much time if we can resolve it right now? <laughs> but again, like what you said, it like you really have to let the emotion of the moment die down first because if you're filled with emotions, if you're filled with a lot of, like, like if you really riled up at that moment, you really can't have a very productive communication. You wouldn't have a very productive, at the same time, heartfelt connection with that person if you're both in a very riled up mood or very emotional mood. Because you would, again, like what you mentioned, you would say, you would be able to say things that are very hurtful. But then again, after, a while that you said that you would you know regret saying that yeah in terms of that i really also love what you said about space like giving time for yourself and respecting the space for you to reflect because with what you said it reminds me that it is important for you to put yourself first especially when it's about your emotions because sometimes what you feel are not facts your emotions are not facts. There are times where you have to just give yourself the time and space to acknowledge that, okay, it's okay what I'm feeling. It's valid. And at the same time, you have to ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? Right? You would know immediate, well, not immediately, but at least you have to start with that. Why am I feeling this way? I might be, well, there are commonalities such as you're hungry like you're you're just hungry <laughs> you just want to eat and then you're just filled with emotions and number two maybe you didn't quite had a restful sleep right that's why you're angry and a lot of emotions that could lead up to why you're feeling that way but again the most important thing just like you mentioned you really have to be aware of your own state because if you don't do that as a practice with yourself, how could you practice that to other people? How could you communicate what you're already doing now to other people? Before, I thought that whatever I say is is right. Like, especially when I'm feeling all of these emotions. I'm let, Again, I'm letting all of my emotions get the best of me. Like, even when in my mind, it's something good that I'm feeling. So I'm going to say it right away. But again... I never really thought that how could my words, how could my tone affect the other person? Because there are times where I just don't want to talk, but the other person wants to talk. And then I don't know how, how to communicate that I don't want to talk at the moment. Because 
again, I don't know. I don't have the knowledge yet to be mature, emotionally mature, to accept that I need space. So at that moment, I was saying things that I later on regret. But in reality, I was feeling insecure. I was feeling fearful. I was feeling that I don't like myself at that moment. That's why I'm mirroring. I was mirroring all of the negative feelings that I had to the other person. It was unfair for me to treat the other person not as well. So right now, how I do that right now, especially when I'm in a conflict with someone, what you said is also correct that you really have to ask questions. You just have to process what they're saying to you and not take it personally. You have to process it. Oh, okay, why is this person telling me this? Especially when it's through a text, right? There's no tone. <laughs> exactly. That's why I don't you. like texting. Yeah. I mean, like, I would prefer call, yeah. right? Call or video call. Because yes. with video call, you would see their facial reaction. You would see that, yeah. You would Ask know if it's genuine. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so with that, I'm very sensitive with those types of things. I, I really do value communication very well right now. But again, I'm still trying to improve on it. So right now with what had happened before in terms of me having a conflict or misunderstanding, most of our conflicts are usually from misunderstandings, which I really want to, you know, work on in terms of my communication skills so that I would lessen my problems in terms of miscommunication. But it's a given, like people are imperfect, like I'm imperfect. So in that aspect, I think that the other person miscommunicated my intentions about something. So I kept on asking that person, why Why are you saying these things? Why? Again, at that moment, I wasn't taking it personally. The reason why I'm asking is because I really want to understand where does this person is in their state. And at the same time, I also want to understand where their emotions are coming from. Why is this person saying all of these unpleasant words to me? Like in my head, Honestly, at that time, it was the first few times that I've met this person. So we didn't have a relationship built yet. That's why I'm doing my part in terms of trying to understand this person through communication, through asking, through listening, just like what you mentioned, through listening. You really can't control the response of the other person because at the end of it, I think the problem there was the person was unable to process their emotions at that time but I didn't take it personally and I saw at that moment that oh there are different ways for you to handle certain situations especially conflicts that are not as stressful that are not as you know chaotic or not as you know raising your voice because you only have control is how you respond right you can't control how the other person is. You can't control what happens to you, but you are totally in control of what you would do about it, how you would respond. So I think the things that you've shared are, are really have to practice on with yourself first before you're able to give that to other people. Yes. The other reason why it's very important to, again, process what you're feeling and to know exactly what you're feeling and, and to know why is because it clouds your judgment. These negative emotions really cloud your judgment. Actually, even happy emotions. That's why people say when you are on a high, you don't make very important decisions. And when you're on a low, you don't make important decisions. Make sure that you are calm, collected, and then you make that decision. It's the same with communicating. You don't, okay, when you're really happy, okay, fine. I guess that's okay. But when you're in a negative type of energy, bad juju, I call it bad juju. When you have bad juju around you, 
it's better to find ways to process what your secret now. That's why I'm very happy that meditation was taught to me because it really helped me be in a more calm state and a more clearer state, clearer mind so that I can look at my emotions separate from me because my emotions come from me, but sometimes it's not exactly what I want. It's not exactly what I'm thinking, you know? And when you're communicating, there is a big part for your emotional state. Like your emotional factor is a big part when you're communicating, but most of it is all here, thinking and processing and saying eventually. When you're in a bad, bad juju state, yeah, take your time to process because it will cloud your judgment. Thank you everyone for your time on listening to this podcast. I hope you gained a lot of insight from it. And if you find this podcast helpful, please do share it with your loved ones or to those you think that needs to hear this. I would appreciate it so much if you leave a review via voice message to anchor.fm slash encourage to try with Mia or you can send me a DM through the podcast Instagram account at encourage to try with Mia. See you on the next episode. Bye!